Wilson, say hi. <coughs> Good boy. Kitty's my aesthetic. Branding, marketing, entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build bragworthy brands for social media-minded entrepreneurs, and you are in the right spot for branding, marketing, entrepreneurship advice that you can apply in your own business to better reach your ideal client online. Let's get to today's episode. What are you looking at, Wilson? Wilsa boy. Wusa wusa. We are back. It's time for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast, the Sis My Aesthetic podcast. Sarah wanted you to know it's 11-11. It's raining outside. We're sitting on the floor. Things are great. But we are talking about a heated topic. We are covering the dreaded question, can I pick your brain? And should you let people ask you advice for free? So before we get into it, Sarah, if anyone's listening yes. to assist my aesthetic episode for the first time who are you and who am i i am sarah i'm a wedding planner and i am the one with the more tiktok followers out of the two of us um i'm a wedding planner in dallas my business is called sistered states and i do have more followers than michelle she is the one with the lesser followers she's a brand designer i am her inspiration (laughs) okay that's just rude um I'm a brand designer. My name's Michelle. We build bragworthy brands for social media-minded entrepreneurs through brand design and social media marketing. And I've run my business longer than Sarah, so I feel that I have a little bit more um, je ne sais quoi um, expertise in this arena as far as people asking advice for how to start businesses, how to run businesses, and people sliding in your DMs. Um, But Sarah started not too long after me, so I think we've both had our fair share of people asking for advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is that question, can I pick your brain? Somebody who wants to take you to coffee, learn everything you know, and not pay you for it. So how does this happen um, in your business and how how do you kind of like gracefully bow out? And then maybe we'll go back and forth and like brainstorm some suggestions for how to tackle yeah. that. So it happens a lot in the wedding industry because, I mean, I'm sure like graphic design um, as well. Everyone is like, oh, I want to be a wedding planner. That sounds so fun. Like, sounds great. I want to do it. Can I pick your brain? Um, I get a lot of Instagram DMs or emails or Facebook messages of people saying like, hey, I just want to, you know, like, I want to know what you do and I want to learn a little bit more, which is great. I don't harm them for doing that at all because I did the same thing when I was starting. I reached out to other wedding planners I knew, but after a while it does get extremely daunting having so many people message you and want your free time and all that kind of stuff to like you said, give them all of your advice and kind of teach them ropes for free. So I still kind of struggle on how to bow out of it. I think the most effective way that you and I have both learned is that linking it back to something you've already done. So I wrote a blog post a few years ago that said exactly how I started my business and exactly everything I wish I knew when I was starting. And with that blog post, I kind of cast a wide net of like, not just like, this is how I started my wedding business, but this is how I started a small business. And so now when people reach out to me like, hey, can I pick your brain? I want to know how you started. What degree did you get? All that kind of stuff. I just kind of send them the link to my blog post and say, here's a link. You can read all about how I started and what I wish I knew and all the advice I would give you. Yeah. Let's preface this whole conversation by saying like, 
social media is social. So definitely on podcast episodes, on my Instagram lives, in my posts, I'll say, yeah, feel free to DM me. Like my DMs are open. I look at all of my DMs, but that doesn't necessarily promise I'm going to be your like free business mentor for the rest of your life. So I think to, to Sarah's point, the more that you grow your business, the more people will be intrigued in what you're doing. They'll be interested in what you've got going on. Well, they want to know started, how you did it. How the heck they you did it. They think you have some secret recipe or secret steps. Or if you do these three things, you'll be a successful business owner. And you see this in lo- online entrepreneurship, especially because people think that one person is the gatekeeper to this knowledge that you somehow can't find just from Googling or that you see someone be successful. So then they must have this secret code to how they did what they did. Or that everyone does it the same. Or that everyone does it the same, but really it's truly different for every single person. And that's the beauty of it. So there is so much you can learn in talking to people. It's half the reason that this podcast exists. I wanted a reason to go talk to people that I looked up to that had like format around it that said, hey, you're a designer I admire, uh, but I want to make this mutually beneficial for both of us. So would you maybe come on my podcast? That's totally opens doors. And I think that that's something different. Um, But we're truly talking about the person who just slides into your DMs, doesn't really engage with any of your content, clearly hasn't gone to your website and found your blog or listened to your podcast or found anything that you've ever put out. And they now are asking you to take time out of your day to then educate them. What is your first response when somebody says, oh my gosh, I want to be a wedding planner just like you. How did you start? Tell me everything without coming off as a cold, hard bitch. My first response is that I roll my eyes inside. I'm like, okay, I'll help you. Like I said, I don't, I wish I wasn't reluctant to do it. And I wish I had all the time in the world, but it, like I said, after the, you get a certain volume of it, it gets really tiring. So like I said, my first response is like, awesome. It's great. You're going to love it. Check out my blog post about how I did it. Maybe start getting your feet wet, you know, start interning for some people. That's what I did and that kind of thing and just really leave it vague. And then of course they say, okay, great. Can I intern for you? And I don't have any positions available for an intern. Yet. So yet, I mean, cause I already have one. True. But it gets, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of closing the door in their face by being like, go intern for someone, but not me. Yeah. Uh, so it's something I struggle with for sure. As far as like how much time should I be dedicating to strangers and helping them come up the way that other strangers helped me. True, because now there's this whole double-edged sword of a lot of what I learned with brand design was experience-based and working for someone. Um, so if if you don't have an internship opportunity or another place for people to learn from you specifically, how can you kind of facilitate their growth? Because the other thing too is like, this is why I created the Facebook group and this is why I did the podcast. And for you, it's a lot of the reason why you post so many videos on TikTok. It's like, I share a lot of content for free, a lot mm-hmm. of educational content for free. And it has that mutual beneficial kind of energy to it where it's like, this helps you and it also helps give you ideas, but this also helps me because it gives me exposure and it gives me reach and impressions in front of my ideal clients. So that's definitely the best way to go about educating your audience. And no matter who you are, in any creative field, the more you're good at your job, you're going to get a secondary audience of people that want to do what you do, right? So 
I think the tricky part is, is sometimes those conversations, whether it's in the DMs or email or whatever, they start to tip into like, okay, now you're taking advantage of my time Mm -hmm. because I've already provided these resources. And this exact thing happened to me a few weeks ago. Someone booked my free 15 minute brand discovery call, which is a button on my website that says grab time for a free call with me, which I mean, I opened that door, so it's not really their fault that they booked it. But the person who booked it said, hi, I'm starting out as a brand designer. I'd like to ask you some questions. Typically, when that kind of inquiry comes into my email inbox, I will say, hey, like this is usually reserved for brand design projects. If you're really starting out, I recommend that you check out this whole library of resources I have for you. And then if you have additional questions, then we can talk. But I took the call anyway and... I asked her, I said, oh, do you listen to the podcast? She's like, yeah, yeah, I listen to the podcast. I was like, great, cool. And then she said, so what questions do you ask in your brand questionnaire? Which is like episode number six, all the questions I ask in my brand questionnaire and why. So I think if you are going to reach out to someone, the best advice I could give you is do your research Mm -hmm. on what they've provided already, because there's a good chance that that content already exists. Would you agree? Yes, I created probably, I have probably four to five videos maybe on my TikTok that says exactly how I started as a wedding planner, how to get started in starting your own business, what to do if you want to be a wedding planner. And I still get comments on my most recent videos saying, can you make a video about how you started? I'm like, it exists. I mean, yes, you have to do your work and you got to scroll a little bit and you got to find it, but I promise you it's out there. Mm -hmm. And I think having those resources at the ready is really helpful. So for me, when someone asks that on an Instagram live, for example, like what programs do you use to make logos? I say, you know what? You can go ahead and listen to the podcast. I have a podcast episode called the 10 tools I use in my brand design business. And I talk exactly about all of these things. And what you're doing there is like you're serving your audience, but you're also saving your time. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the biggest thing when somebody says, can I pick your brain? Is that you get this feeling that like, okay, I'm going to spend two hours at coffee with you and I'm going to walk away completely depleted because I just gave you so much and really didn't gain anything in return. Those are like the most draining conversations ever. So have you done that in person with someone before? Yeah, I did it multiple times when I was like probably my first two years of business. I would get people that wanted to meet and I felt such an obligation to do it because other people had done it for me when I started. I reached out to a few uh, like wedding planners, other wedding vendors, did the whole networking thing to try to ask like, okay, which groups should I be a part of? Who should I be talking to? What doors should I be walking through? That kind of thing. And so I felt obligated to do it at the beginning and I did do it a few times, but then I just got so absolutely like tired of doing it because I mean, like you said, it's like all of your time um, and you don't really get a lot in return other than doing a good deed, which you know, from time to time is nice to help someone else out for nothing other than it was a nice thing to do. Um, but also when you're running a business and especially a business like mine, where it's a one person business, I am the marketing team, the accounting team, the, and also doing all the wedding planning. I can't also be, you know, the outreach ambassador helping new planners come up into the industry. The way I heard it described, which really helped map it out in my head is that if you have a great business, you can either upstream monetization or do downstream monetization. Downstream is like, I've done this, so let me teach you how I did it. And that's much more of like a mentorship or Mm -hmm. um, not coaching, because coaching is like, you can do it. 
Yeah. I'm going to help you get there. Mentorship is truly like, I've been in your shoes before. Let me show you how I did what I did. And so for me, that's the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge. I noticed that there were so many people coming through the Facebook group who wanted to get into brand design, who had no idea how to get into brand design. So I formalized that into a 10-day challenge to say, hey, let me show you exactly how I do this because I've done it 500 times by now. So that's really helpful. But then you kind of fall into that category of being someone like you position yourself as a mentor or as a coach because, Mm -hmm. oh, will you teach people how to do this? Why wouldn't you teach people how to like start social media management businesses or create a cohesive feed? And it's tricky because when you're in that space, you kind of end up spending a lot of your time creating content for people who aren't your ideal client avatar which my ideal client avatar are business owners. So I kind Mm. of do this weird seesaw between I want to help designers get better, but then I also really do want to keep moving towards my ideal client with ideal budgets and ideal projects and everything like that. Are you enjoying today's episode so far? The Kiss My Aesthetic podcast runs on coffee. This is our lifeblood and our jet fuel to keep on creating amazing content for you guys on branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship. And if you feel so inclined, you can take a quick break from this episode, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash mkwcreativeco and throw a few dollars our way, kind of like a virtual tip jar, so we can keep creating these awesome podcasts for you and for this incredible community. Now back to today's episode. The other option is upstream monetization where you get brought in as a consultant. So as a consultant, someone says, wow, you're really, really good at this skill. I want to bring you on not to do the thing that's your bread and butter business, but I want to bring you on because you're a specialist in this area and you have a certain amount of expertise that maybe somebody else doesn't have. So that's where you're really monetizing what you know instead of showing people how you did something. So those are two kind of flip sides of the coin to think about. But let's talk about how, go back to what you said before, of like Mm -hmm. when you were starting You picked a bunch of people's brains and now that you're in it, you're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this for other people. Yeah. I mean, I did it. Like I said, I did it for the first year or two. I probably, if I counted it, have met with as many people as I met with. And I kind of feel like that's just like I balanced out the scales enough where like I met with maybe two or three people when I was starting. And so, you know, after two or three people reached out to me, I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah. I did my duty. I did my duty. I balanced the scales. Everyone who helped me, I went ahead and like returned the favor, helped someone else kind of thing. But then after a while, you just can't keep doing that continuously. I did have a really good mentorship experience recently where a girl I had met through a different social avenue reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, I've already started my business. It's going to be in Florida. So it wasn't even in the Dallas industry. So, I mean, not that it should matter, but we weren't, you know, competing in the field or anything. Um, she said, I've got a wedding coming up in March. I'm really nervous about it. Can I come work a few wedding days with you for free and just like come, you know, experience what a wedding day looks like and do that. And it was honestly a great experience because one, I knew she was already committed to the field, which is kind of nice because wedding industry is one of those jobs where people think, oh my God, it's being a wedding planner must be so much fun. It must be so great. You get it eat cake and look at flowers and you do get to do all those things. But on a wedding day, it's a 15 hour work day where you're picking up trash and cleaning through dirty napkins and bussing tables. And it's not the super glamorous job. So a lot of the time people used to come want to work for me and they would, 
maybe work a day and then I'd never see them again because they were like, wow, that was, was not as fun as I thought it would be. So she was already committed to the field, which was nice. She already had a wedding. And then what you said, it's when you dedicate your time talking to someone over coffee, you know, you kind of lose that time. But this was great because she was with me on a wedding day where I wasn't losing any time. I wasn't setting aside time to go meet with her. I was double dipping. I was multitasking where we were doing stuff and she would just say, oh, hey, like, why are you doing it that way? And I could on the fly just explain to her like, oh, yeah, we're just we do it this way because of X, Y and Z. And so it was a lot easier to kind of explain my process, give her the real life experience. She can kind of learn on the fly and ask me questions on the fly. And I could explain things in the moment instead of three spending three hours at coffee saying, you know, these are all the things you should be doing. It was a lot of just those teachable moments like of stuff that I was doing anyways. I think this is also similar to how I've approached like live streaming my process. I love going on Instagram live to work on a logo process because it's serving both of my audiences at once. So just like Sarah saying, I have to work a wedding anyway. So I'm happy to answer questions on the day of and really kind of break it down. Same thing. I have to design this logo anyway. And when I live stream my logo process, I have enough of a multitasking brain that I can kind of walk someone through what I'm doing, what you're seeing on screen as I'm making those decisions. So I'm going to use this font for these qualities. I'm going to do this shape because it means that. And the benefit of that is I can kind of attract two audiences simultaneously. So I can have my ideal client watching it being like, wow, yeah, I can see how you're bringing in all these different references into the logo design and embedding all this meaning. But then I can also answer questions like, what's the shortcut for outlining fonts? And I can say it's command shift O because I'm sitting there doing it. Whereas if someone contacted me (laughs) on one of these 15 minute calls and are like, what's all of your favorite illustrator shortcuts? I'd be like, oh goodness gracious. Like I'm not gonna spend my time doing this, but if I'm double dipping doing it, and showing my process, which is so important, then the questions come up that you wouldn't necessarily think to ask, but also it's just such a natural time to ask them because you can learn by watching and learn by doing is such a more valuable experience than just straight up asking the questions. Do you agree? Yeah. The other option there is if somebody does ask for your time or let, let's play, let's role play the scenario. Somebody goes, I really want to learn from you. I'm just starting my business and I can't come do a wedding day with you. Um, but I want, I have 45 questions I'd like to ask you about your business and I've already come through everything that you've got. What's your next move? It honestly depends on my mood that day. Okay. <laughs> I know that's not a, that's a horrible answer. It's a horrible answer because <laughs> if I'm like in a really good mood and I'm not busy, I get those emails all the time from like, Hey, I'm a student writing a project about wedding planning because it's Mm. what I want to do. Can I interview you? It really just depends on my mood if I'm not busy that day or so I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Send me your questions (laughs) or I'll be like, uh, no, thank you. (laughs) Not today. The question is when somebody has 45 questions for you, that's clearly going to take longer than 15 minutes or a quick DM. How do you transition that into the next conversation? So if this is the case, This is why it's great to have a consulting calendar. And I think you should have one of these too. It doesn't need to be a public link. It doesn't need to be like out there that you charge for consulting. But clearly, if somebody has 45 questions for you, you're not going to be able to cover that on a quick email. You're not going to be able to cover it in a DM or a quick call. It's really something more intensive. Mm -hmm. And I think in that scenario, having a calendar that's like, yeah, I'm happy to consult with you and have a brainstorm with you and walk you through anything that you got going on. And I do this in my business and it's great. Do you charge for it? Yes. Because I'm still charging $350 for 90 minutes at this point. That rate may change depending. But 
that calendar is available to me because sometimes they even have like clients that come back up out of the woodwork and they're like, I'm just at a crossroads and I don't really know what direction I want to go with my business. Can I just get some time on your calendar to kind of work this out? It's so nice to have that link in your back pocket because then you're being compensated for your time. You're being compensated for your effort. Still, that client is getting the the benefit out of that scenario, right? And I think once you have that, it's also a great... Uh, not that it should be a scare tactic, but it kind of positions yourself as like, my time is worth money. So if somebody does hit you up in your DMs uh, and they have a million and five questions, you can be like, hey, this sounds a little bit more complex than I can get into right now. Mm-hmm. Why don't we set some time up on my consulting calendar? If you're interested, here's the link. And then it has that payment option already in it. So if they're serious about it, they'll book. If they're not so serious about it, they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. thanks. And kind of back off. So that's kind of, that's a really graceful way, in my opinion, to kind of, Again, position yourself as an expert, value your time, give them the best benefit of saying like, yeah, I'm happy to tell you literally anything in my business, but I'm not going to give it away for for free necessarily. Anything else? Can I pick your brain? Oh my God. Can I pick your brain? Can you tell me what I should do about my wedding? Yeah, I get a lot of those too, of not necessarily people wanting to work for me or know how I started, but I do get a lot of I don't know if you get this too mm-hmm. with brand design, but I get a lot of people being like, hey, I have a, just a really quick question about my wedding. So anyway, backstory. My sister-in-law's brother's cousins wants to come to my wedding, wear this outfit with this, but my colors are this and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's endless. So again, I try to respond, but also at that point too, like I feel more of an obligation to help people who are starting small business and want to learn than I do someone who's already planning a wedding, already has a wedding planner probably or not, or didn't want to hire a wedding planner and just wants to use me for free resources. And just DM and try to get free advice. Yeah. Like I got the same thing. I did a, I did a talk in someone's group and I got a, a DM saying, hi, just heard you speak at so-and-so's mastermind. Can you tell me what you think of my entire brand and website? And I was like, okay, you're asking me again. Like, you don't go into a doctor's office and be like, I have this weird bump. Can you tell me what it is for free? Like, no, no. you have to make an appointment and pay through your insurance. And like, it's at least in the US anyway, because we don't have free healthcare. But there's a process to that, right? Because it's like, I've spent time learning what it is that I know. And if I just keep giving it away for free, it's really hard to turn around and charge people money for that. So again, like give as many resources as you can as possible on social media. I'm a big believer of that. Serve, 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 then ask. But when it comes to like private conversations and DMs or calls or emails, be as a professional, I think you have to be protective of your time because if you don't value your time, how is anyone else going to value your time? And then you can get really easily taken advantage of, right? So that's the hot take on can I pick your brain? And some people will fall through the cracks. I still have people in my DMs who just ask me a million pieces of advice. And and there are sometimes Sarah's right. Like sometimes they just catch you in the mood where you're like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be happy to kind of break that down for you. Voice memos are great for that. Yes. Um, but, you know, I think the more the more you let people slip through the cracks as far as asking you for free, free advice, um, then you're training them how to treat you. So if you say, you don't have to pay me for my opinion today, but tomorrow you do, then you're causing confusion. And also if you kind of say, oh, I'll give you unlimited advice on anything you want for free, then why would they ever expect to pay you money? Exactly. All right, with that, I think we can call it. Any final thoughts on can I pick your brain? 
I can leave you guys with, I'll read you an example of a DM that I sure. get on the reg. Sure. I obviously won't show this, share this girl's handle, but she says, hey, I love your TikTok videos. I'm based in South Africa. I would love your opinion. My cousin is getting married in January. I'm a maid of honor. The thing is her fiance's family is in Denmark. Most of her family and friends are in Cape Town. Some friends, myself and her are in Johannesburg, two hour flight in from Cape Town. How would one arrange a bachelorette kitchen tea if everyone is scattered so far away? Thanks. <laughs> and she sent that to me February 23rd and it's now what, March yeah. 13th? And I 15th, yeah. never responded. And these are great questions. Also, this is something that we didn't even talk about, even though we said we were just going to end the episode. If someone sends me a question like that, this is why I love having a Facebook group because I yeah. say, hey, this would be a great question to ask in the Facebook group because then not only will you get my suggestion, but you can get suggestions from a bunch of other people with similar interests or similar experiences, right? Yep. So that also serves me as the host of the Facebook group because then there's more conversation and engagement happening in the Facebook group. So some things to think about. I always tell you to start a Facebook group, but you haven't yet. No, I haven't. So something to think about um, having a place for people to send those questions or addressing a question, a complicated question in some piece of content that you can then repurpose is also a good suggestion. But that just sounds like a timelines logistics that has nothing to do with the actual wedding. No, just, I don't know so how a wedding planner would is supposed even to answer help that with question. That. That's yeah. weird. Alrighty. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have any thoughts, opinions, if you loved what we had to share Go ahead and share us on, screenshot it and share it to your Instagram. We don't want to come off as total bitches saying never DM us about anything either. So I will say, if there is a question that you want to learn from us about, just do your research first. Come through what we've got. We both put out loads of content. That's yep. a great place to start. If it's something specific, try to ask in the Facebook group. But from there on out, I think we'll call it a wrap. Thanks for joining. See ya. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or really anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to come on over to the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group, same name as the podcast. And lastly, if you're looking for those resources, links, or anything else we talked about on today's episode, you can find those on my website, mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. Catch you next time.